I'm Sarah Heiner, president of Bottom Line Inc., the number one provider of expert sourced, expert vetted, expert advice that empowers your life. I'm thrilled to be talking today to one of Bottom Line's most devoted and prolific experts, naturopathic physician, Dr. Andrew Rubman. Dr. Rubman is the medical director of the Southbury Clinic for Traditional Medicine in Southbury, Connecticut, and a founding member of the American Association of Naturopathic Physicians. He's a board member of the Naturopathic Endocrine Society, and he served as an advisor and lecturer for the White House Commission for Complementary and Alternative Medical Policy. And besides all of that, he's been a contributing medical editor and advisor to Bottom Line for over 15 years. So welcome, Andy. Always great to talk to you. You as well, Sarah. Thanks for having me on. I know, and over 15 years. Actually, I was surprised. I was thinking it was longer. It feels like we've known each other for so long. Oh, that's amazing. No, I've uh, I've been very happy to contribute in the different ways that I uh, I have. And quite frankly, it serves me as well because it prompts me to stay really current with all the research and the findings. So it's great. All right. So let's talk current. Let's talk about the incredible edible egg today because the debate rages on. And it's one of those things like butter's good, butter's bad, wheat is good, wheat is bad, coffee's good, coffee's bad. So let's talk about eggs. Recently, the Wall Street Journal had a whole huge feature about eggs. So could we clear it up once and for all about eggs, good for you, bad for you, please? Absolutely. And the Wall Street Journal was prompted by a study which was published in May by um, Hart, which is a journal that deals with these issues. And it reported on um, a, a piece of research uh, that was done over uh, uh, quite a few years with half a million Chinese adults. And uh, it was really interesting because it showed absolutely no negative effect of eating eggs. As a matter of fact, the more eggs that they were eating, the less risk of coronary vascular disease and, and uh, stroke that they had. Um, and this was all kinds of strokes, ischemic strokes, hemorrhagic strokes, and uh, there was also a decrease in myocardial infarcts. And so um, it seems like the egg has been completely cleared, even though, you know, uh, bad press prevails. So Andy, are eggs literally the scapegoat because they've got so much cholesterol and that the dietary limitation or the recommended, recommended dietary limitation is 300 milligrams of cholesterol a day Eggs have 187, one single egg. So have they just become the scapegoat of this whole cholesterol argument? Yeah, unfortunately, the initial research found that there was an association or a correlation between people that had higher levels of cholesterol and coronary vascular disease, but what they failed to do is to prove causation. It was just a convenient way of bad wrapping the cholesterol at the time, and so the egg became the scapegoat. Right, and in fact, They've now found, what is it, only 20% of dietary intake has any impact whatsoever on your cardio risk. Absolutely. There are many studies that show that consumption of cholesterol-containing foods has very little impact on circulating levels of cholesterol. And uh, the um, control of uh, cholesterol and the uh, regulation of cholesterol is... Uh, uh, kind of an in-depth discussion that we should probably get into later. We are going to. We're going to do a totally separate podcast because cholesterol is so totally understood or totally misunderstood. But now, okay, so let's talk about eggs. So now that we know that eggs are not the evil demon, you love eggs. They're, you talk regularly to me about the great eggs and the perfect protein and the high quality. So let's talk about why do you love eggs so much? Okay. Well, I love eggs so much because the um, cholesterol that is in the egg tends to at least support 
the ratio between the so-called good cholesterol and the bad cholesterol or the HDL and LDL cholesterol while um, providing... So that means that you have uh, more HDL, the good cholesterol, than less, less bad cholesterol. Uh, yeah, and, and for a healthy person, consuming the eggs doesn't change that in a direction that might concern the, uh, the, the cardiologist. But if the egg is properly prepared, which means it isn't fried, where the cholesterol would be transformed into a cholesterol salt, which is not as useful to the body and can be associated with inflammation. So fried egg, a, like sunny side, up, down, whatever, so that's your, your Occasional consumption is fine, but you're much better off with poached or hard-boiled or soft-boiled, water-cooked. Okay. And the other, thing, the other thing, uh, scrambled are fine, but light, lightly scrambled, not hard scrambled. And the other thing about it is the albumin in the egg or the white of the egg is a wonderful protein for um, addressing a lot of the body's needs um, in terms of structural protein. And it's very, very well absorbed, which is an issue with many proteins. And so it's really quite the ideal food. And I hear, so athletes always talk about that they need protein after workouts to be able to build muscle strength. Is that, is, are eggs a good post-workout food? Yeah, they are. They are because they're very uh, well digested. Um, it uh, doesn't take too much effort to uh, uh, get them uh, properly processed in the gut and back up into the system. And they're rather rapidly absorbed and go up to the liver where all of the proteins that the athletes need to uh, synthesize or to create are made. And so recovery is definitely well supported by eating eggs. Is there any food, sometimes they say, you know, you want like rice and beans is a perfect combination. Is there any other food mm -hmm. that people should eat with their eggs to optimize the absorption or complement the protein? Well, it's one of the nice things about the protein in eggs is that it can stand alone doing very, very nicely um, and uh, be absorbed well. Uh, again, as long as one doesn't fry them and as long as they're not mixed with um, other things which would uh, be conflicted by the egg. Uh, for example, you don't want to have a big bowl of fruit along with your hard-boiled eggs, even though that might not seem attractive. Uh, mixing a um, relatively simple carbohydrate with an egg uh, would not help its absorption and might encourage fermentation of the carbohydrates. So, because the but, protein uh, would know. slow down the absorption of the carbohydrate. Eggs, well, it would slow down the movement right. of the carbohydrate out of the stomach, correct. Right. How about a little hot sauce on my eggs? Oh, yeah, sure, of course. <laughs> Hot sauce always good? Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, that's been controversial over the years, but I think most people agree what? that if it doesn't give you gastritis, that, um, you know, you're going to be fine with a little bit of that because the uh, hot sauce, the ingredients in the hot sauce will actually favor uh, increased circulation in the stomach and um, production of, um, of digestive enzymes. And so, uh, if anything, that's going to help speed the digestion and absorption of the egg. Hold on, though. You said that it's been con hot sauce has been controversial over the years? Yeah. We're now done talking about eggs. Now we, got, we talk about hot sauce. Now you're getting personal. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, it's been a little controversial, Why? but the uh, distractors of, uh, detractors have mostly been uh, uh, dispelled. So uh, I, I don't think What did they say was problematic, problem. or it's not? Or they worried that the hot was bad for someone's stomach? Well, yeah, they were worried that, um, you know, uh, stimulating the stomach that produced too much heat in an individual who was susceptible. And so there are some people who shouldn't use it if they feel uh, dysregulated by it, if they end up with gastritis from it, if they have. Oh, that's um, like anything. Well, yeah. If you yeah, hurts, of course. don't do it. Exactly. There you go. All right. Okay. Any other nutrients that eggs are known for beyond the protein? 
selenium, bees, anything like that? Um, they're usually good sources of uh, omega-3 fatty acids, depending on what the uh, chickens are raised on. And um, you're actually going to find a good correlation between chickens that have a healthy diet and uh, the eggs having trace minerals, having a good balance of omega-3, omega-6 fatty acids. And so uh, when one looks for eggs, it's good to get the cage free ones, even better free roaming uh, chickens that uh, go and um, eat all sorts of disgusting things that we don't want to know about, but it ends up uh, being um, uh, uh, correlated with uh, a very uh, a very healthy egg. You figure that, uh, you know, if it's, uh, it's uh, going to create a viable next generation, this is something that you want to consume. So I was just going to ask you, free range better than cage free, and then obviously farmed and caged the worst stressed chickens. Right, right. And and that's, you know, you'll you'll see some people that uh, diminish that argument, but I think uh, on a general uh, level that that's something that you want to go with, yeah. Okay. And how about some of the eggs have those kind of fortified with high omegas? Is that fake food injected omegas or, as you were saying, the, the feed that they were given that helped them produce more omegas? Um, it's the feed that they're given, and um, they do actually show up in testing to be um, uh, better in terms of providing uh, DHA and um, EPA, the uh, omega-3 fatty acids. So uh, there is benefit in that. And, uh, you know, this is something that's uh, part of a good healthy diet. It, it doesn't measure up to um, using a, um, uh, a source of uh, a high omega-3 uh, oils like um, uh, wild-caught salmon, for example, but it, it, it helps. And remember... Bit. Yeah, these these uh, um, these uh, omega three fatty acids are very good at modulating inflammation, All and right. so you know there you go. Okay, folks. Hey, I have one more question for you. Sure. Before we finish up, um, how many eggs a day is do you consider to be healthy? Again, considering that each has one hundred eighty seven milligrams of cholesterol in it, and mm -hmm. they they say that you shouldn't have more than three hundred. What's the Dr. Rubman recommendation on quantity of eggs a day? I'm very comfortable with most people eating two eggs a day, and the literature supports that, and um, I, I don't really see a problem with it. And again, remember that dietary intake of cholesterol, for the most part, doesn't affect serum cholesterol, number one. And number two, that the type of um, saturated fat that's, for example, uh, present in beef which does seem to be associated with coronary vascular disease, is not present in the egg. And so um, eggs and, uh, interestingly enough, sardines as well um, fit into that category. So two eggs a day, water cooked, and um, watch your cholesterol either stay the same or actually decrease. Okay. Well, I have to say you're never going to get me having a podcast about why we all should eat sardines. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, Dr. Andrew Rubman... Medical Director, Southbury Clinic, great advisor, one of our best experts, and one of our top bloggers. Thank you so very much, and we will talk You're again soon. Always a pleasure, Sarah. Thank you for having me on. Thanks. I'm talking to leading naturopathic physician, Dr. Andrew Rubman. Dr. Rubman's unique experience and training in naturopathic medicine and other healing arts helps people achieve wellness when other treatment methods have failed. He shared that unique wisdom with bottom line readers for nearly 20 years on topics such as digestive health, 
autoimmune disease, nutrition, hormonal issues, and more. Most recently, he's helped Bottom Line launch a unique online store to make it easy for people to create that healthy, proactive Bottom Line lifestyle. The Bottom Line Wellness Store features carefully selected vitamins, herbs, botanicals, and other supplements, along with personal care, household, and organic food products, all from only the best brands and at safe dosing levels, so you know that you can shop worry-free and confusion-free. Whether you're looking for natural ways to fight the flu, all-natural mineral sunscreens, toxic-free shampoos and conditioners, or a safe, reliable vitamin regimen, the Bottom Line Wellness Store can help. Visit the Bottom Line Wellness Store today at bottomlinestore.com and get 20% off of your first purchase with the promo code PODCAST. That's bottomlinestore.com, promo code PODCAST.